Hello and welcome everybody back to another episode of the Spines and Spirits podcast. I'm your guide. My name is Adam and I am searching for that mad hermit in the woods. Dave! Dave, where are you? <laughs> Shout out to our boy Dave. And I am Gerald with a J tonight, y'all. And I am trying not to go mad with... Hmm. What, what? The name oh. of this episode <laughs> is a tie-in to our boy Elodin or Elodin or however you want to say it. Elodin. This is episode eight. As it says above us, this is sip, 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 slide. So we are in the name of the wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Guys, we're here. We're officially halfway through <laughs> the first book. Gerald, what are our spirits? Uh, the spirits we're talking about aren't the ones that you're going to find in a crazy asylum. No. If you want those tales, go to Full Moon Ippy Road, my brother's podcast. These are the spirits to take a nice long sip on. Gerald, what are we sipping on tonight? I want to say we're sipping on that Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. That is one of our staples and favorites. Yes, sir. What's the proof on it, Gerald? <laughs> it's 90 proof. It's 90 proof, yeah. I will help you out with that one, brother. Okay. Yeah, it's 90 proof. It's that staple, but what, what is proof? I don't know. We are going to get started tonight. We're going to hop right into the interlude. In case you forgot, I know it's been a couple weeks. Like we said in last week's whiskey episode, we apologize. There were some personal things that came up that kept us from being able to record, but... We're back with you today in the name of the wind. Mm -hmm. We're in chapter 45. It's the interlude, and it's some tavern tale. This chapter basically basked questions, quotes about Scarpy. You know, like, why didn't you just go looking for Scarpy? And like all good stories, quote tells him, you know, he needed to find the mad hermit in the woods. Something that I thought was particularly interesting in this chapter, Gerald, and maybe you can hop in on this as well, but Quoth says that he has made he has made enemies more dangerous than any one of the Chandrian at the university. Number one, I thought that that was kind of interesting that he dialed it into being any one of the Chandrian. He didn't group them together as a whole. Mm-hmm. Why do you think he feels he's made enemies more dangerous than any of the Chandrian? Well, uh, for one, um, these are people that Quoth has to deal with on a day-to-day basis while he's at the university. Uh, the Chandrian are not mythical, mythical creatures. That, well, some people will say that in this world, but they're not like after him at the moment. He's dealing with the real world, you know, life, tuition, um, place to sleep, eat, rest. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, uh, I think that's what he's more going on with about what he's talking about. And yeah, for future books, I think it's more than just this one. I mean, not in this first book, we'll see what ends up, in, ends up happening. Ooh, can't talk tonight, y'all. I'm rusty. I also thought in this chapter 
I don't want to say I thought. I read in this chapter that it, he, he kind of talks about his constant struggle with PTSD. He sees, you know, kids with their parents and he's hurting, you know, and he, he talks about how it's impacted him having to be in that environment where he knows he has nobody. Well, you got to remember also what he, what he remember, uh, what he said that, uh, he, he has to be careful sometimes because, uh, learning from Ben, empathy has gave him a mind like a sharp knife and he can cut himself sometimes if he wanders a little too much and not staying on task at hand. Again, Bass over here is uh, one of my favorite characters and like I said, not, you know, first couple times reading this, no really see how much Bass truly doesn't really know the man, the myth that is Quoth or Resi, he'll say. Or is it just he knows Resi, but he doesn't know Quoth? So that's pretty much going to wrap up chapter 45. Let's move on in, or should I say slide on in, to chapter 46, The Ever-Changing Wind. Like I said at the beginning, we're going to be bringing in Elodin in this chapter, and this is where the episode name comes from. We'll get to that about halfway through. <laughs> so, Quoth finds Elodin, and he tries to convince him to teach him. You know, basically says like, oh, you you know, I can teach you, and sends him on a fool's errand. So, Quoth has to go find three pine cones with nothing broken, you know, about that big. Comes Every back. Every man knows about that. <laughs> comes back, and Elodin's gone. Quoth catches up to him. And, you know, it's not like Illidan was trying to dodge him. Like, he is just moseying on being himself. But Quoth tells him, you know, could could he answer a few questions? And, and he's like, you have three. You've got three questions. And the first one right off the bat is, why don't you want to teach me? After he asked that question, Elodin comes in and uses what we'll find out is a derogatory term to the rue you know he calls him rabble and being hard to teach and so rather than quote doing what he would normally do which is let his trooper's tongue and his quick wit take over he swallows his pride and tries to suck up to this master and Elodin calls him out on that you know and, and it makes it worse and a bootlicker to boot and a bootlicker <laughs> But he leads him to this this big place that, quote, doesn't know what it is. And Elodin actually asks him, you know, like, have you ever seen Haven? I thought that the name of this place was, you know, kind of strange, given that, like, the definition of Haven is a place of like safe refuge obviously it has derogatory names and he tells him like you know the rookery or the crockery mm -hmm. because crockery. it's where you go when you're a raven, a raven. Mm -hmm. do you think it's named haven because it's not so much for people who have maybe gone crazy but it's trying to put a, a good name on a place where they can try and protect them from themselves we will. I will say yes. That's why the name is because after probably well in a couple more minutes you understand why I say that is because you see that Ellen Ellen 
is uh, checking in on somebody, what he's taking Quote to see. And you can see how that that, that plays out soon. Um, I think that's what why it's called a haven instead of being, you know, like the rookery, like the students like to call it. Cause or I, an I asylum, think, which or is asylum, what yeah. we would call it. You know, we, mm-hmm. we would say it's like an insane asylum or a psychiatric ward or a mental hospital. I just thought it was interesting it was called Haven. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I thought it, I thought it fit the bill, kind of. So it does say it can hold potentially up to 500 students. There are 1,500 people at the university, so we are talking a third of the students. Well, it's like, it's like Quote said beforehand, um, if you see if you see arcane and they might be acting a little strange uh, we are warping our minds to and bending our minds to do unordinary things so Elodin leads quote through haven and that is where the name of our episode comes from because he is acting like a kid he's in his socks and and he step 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 Slide. So, on that note, we're going to take a sip, 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 and let it slide on down. So, he takes him to meet his giller named Alderwyn, who is clearly not doing well. And he even tells, quote, like, he knew what he was getting into when he became my giller. You don't. But before I even get to that, like, the whole interaction's a little strange. But whenever Elodin goes to leave, you know, he says, Is there anything I can bring you? Alder Wynn tells him, Don't bring thunder. Going back to chapter seven, Quoth says that the Adim call him uh, Madre or Madir. And that the meaning of that could be thunder. Mm-hmm. Did you pick up on that? Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, I was going to mention that on that part. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, so you think he was referencing quote? Like, well, yeah, you know, because uh, but, um, you just I don't I don't want to try to jump on your toes just a tad bit, but uh, this is jump away. I, uh, I think Elwin Elwin uh, <laughs> is a. Uh, and his giller are uh, significant, um, kind of like like a the same coin kind of thing, where Ellen was locked up in Haven for two years, is uh, from trying to learn the, the name of many things. So this is a giller, and the same way Ellen can get out, he's, he's hoping he has hope for his giller to get out. I'm thinking this is um, uh, uh, like a parallel uh, secrets. That if that makes sense, I don't, I don't know if yeah, that makes any sense on that one. I mean, it does, but I don't agree with you. I'll say that because, mm-hmm. and, and this is me knowing what's going on in the future. I don't remember Alder Wind being mentioned again. So, I, I think that it's a lot heavier whenever Elodin was put in there and he was locked up for two years, you got to remember he was the chancellor. He was not a giller. He was so much more than that. I think that what cracked him, man, I would love to see that story. Patrick Rothfuss, man, right? The novella. 
Write the novella. That'd be a nice. That'd be interesting. Write one. the damn novella. Write <laughs> the novella. He's working on it. Leave him be. Leave him be. No, he's working Leave on Bast. We don't care about Bast. He's coming in November. That we want. Don't talk about Bast. I already know about it. <clears> and so, if but, you're yeah. curious about the cover for Bast novella, go check out our Twitter. It's down in the the socials. We got to tweet it out there. <laughs> yes, we do. So uh, I will go with since we're kind of like you know talk, talking shop here. Um, I will go with, uh, I'm thinking, well, which we didn't get to uh, uh, Evelyn's old room yet, but I'm thinking oh, the way uh, Evelyn teaches, it has something to do with why he might have been locked up. I don't think he's like this went quite, uh, like quite mad yet, you know what I'm saying? Because if you're quite mad and you just escaped, uh, I think they're going to be like, yeah, we're going to have to put you back in here. You ain't, <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? You're not just gonna just be like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, you escaped? Oh, you get, you must got your mind back to it. It's fine. I think it was more because later on you'll see in the books, y'all, how his teaching methods are. And it's kind of strange. And I'm wondering if it might have endangered some of the students. It's the reason why the master's like, yeah. I think it absolutely endangered his students. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking that's why the, they redid it. And I think it's a way that he's, um, later on you'll see, uh, especially in the second book, and Norman, you know, I don't know to go over the second book, but we're missing the lady tonight, so I'm going to go ahead and give her a little uh, shout out. Uh, that in the second book, Quoth starts understanding some of how Adrian teaches or how you say his uh, his actions really basically in the second book I'm not trying to spoil too much out of that but yeah so we leave Alder Winsell mm-hmm. and he leads him to his room he takes off a sock ties it in a knot to keep the door from locking behind him he goes in and Quoth notices something's wrong with the air you know, he waves his hand, and even Elodin's like, I'm surprised you noticed it. Mm-hmm. This is where the second. So if he took down one, this is where the next question is going to be asked, mm-hmm. which is, how did you get out? And Elodin, who has been trying, <laughs> or Elodin, who has been trying to get these questions out of quote not realizing I think to the level of persistence he would have and he's like thank god you've asked another question and he ties it back into the Taberlin and the Great story he goes over to the wall and he says and because Aladdin knew the names of all things he said break and the wall broke I, I got one thing to say just to stop you just a minute do okay. you love how it was the master's which if he's eighth, if he's the eighth master, that there were seven masters <laughs> that trapped him in this room where the Chandran is supposed to be known as seven. Well, there's nine masters. Nine, I thought it was eight. Nope, there's nine. So counting him, there's nine. So there's eight yes. and then him. I thought I had something there. I was working with it. No, there's nine. Oh, Let's get, yeah. let's do this, right? Mm-hmm. Lauren, Arwill, Mandrag, <laughs> Brander, him, Kelvin, Kelvin. I can't remember the chancellor's name. Yeah. Exladal and Elodin. 
Do you know what really ticked me off about? <laughs> do you know what really ticked me off when we recorded that episode? Uh, I think it was like two or three episodes ago, and mm-hmm. I went through and tried to name all the masters off the top of my head. Do you forgetting? know which one I forgot? The Chancellor again? No, it was Lauren, the guy we were literally talking about. <laughs> when I listened to it, and I was like, how did I miss Lauren? We were just talking about him. So... When it doesn't work for him to break the wall, he's like, ooh, they, you know, basically, like, they got clever. And he says, Sire Basalian, I will be straight up honest. I didn't realize this, but through random, like, Reddit threads and reading what different people are saying, there are people out there who go in and break down the different languages and the way that the people speak. And Sire Basalian is supposedly Fane. Why do you think that is? Um, for one, they probably preparing uh, to put him back in that room. <laughs> it's the reason why they're like, oh, that's clever. Look at them. Um, I think that's one of them. Uh, the second, um, I think you have to uh, travel the world to actually figure out the, the different name stuff. I mean, uh, that's like how... The ever-changing name, uh, the ever-changing name of the wind is, uh, you know, you might know the name of the wind on this side, but, you know, if you go across um, the map, it's, you, you try to call the wind, you're not going to be able to call the wind because it's, it's a name different or it's a different meaning over there. Can I jump in? Yes, please. It, it also talks about later on, I want to say Elodin's telling him you that's the way you heard it because that's the word that your mind recognized so I guess that's kind of what I was trying to get to and I wasn't being super clear like why do you think Quoth heard a fey word and how does he know a fey word it goes back to the uh, the Maclis rhyme that uh, he might not be elegant elegant Arladen. Out of his son, truthfully. I mean, he might have raised him, which technically that would mean he is his son, but I think he's sired by something else. Uh, when we find out later on a story, uh, or, or the story of like Taylor, how Taylor was a uh, father himself, kind of thing, kind of a little different thing. Um, I'm thinking that's how, or this is how Quoth knows it. It's just like. It's his, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it's his um, sleeping mind that he's not realizing what's going on, really. How would his sleeping mind know the Fey language, though? Uh, goes back to where I'm going with uh, the principle that uh, he's something more than um, just a Demaru. That's the best way I can say it at this moment, at this time. Okay. Uh, so... That's I would what, like uh, to hear you thing. explain that out, but if you're saying it's going to lead into too many spoilers, <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, wait yeah, if you want. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. But I, I do need your, well, that's okay, because I need <laughs> yeah. your promise that you're going to bring this theory forward at some point. Because oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the first time, like, this is what Quoth came to learn. Mm-hmm. This is the first time he's seen somebody that, this is the first time he's seen somebody who could be considered the all-powerful. He even talks about how he struck an impressive figure once he walked out and stood on the edge of the roof. If you could remember that he only had one sock on. One sock, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Because the other sock is blocking the door, which at one point, 
you know, quote that even went back and forth about potentially pulling that sock off and locking him back mm-hmm. in. Yeah, he's like, would the masters reward me if I do this? Because uh, Adam is quite mad. So he goes in, or he goes out, mm-hmm. onto the roof, and finally here comes the third question. He asks Elodin, what do I have to do to study naming under you? Gerald, what was the answer? Jump. Jump off this. Jump off this roof. And I can understand why he did it. Why quote did it? I'm not going to talk about Elodin. I can understand why quote did it because if you just saw this guy do do what he just did to this wall, mm. I'm going to be like, he's got me. <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> Excuse so me. So you wouldn't have jumped. The, this is okay. So. Uh, I won't, before we get on this last little part, um, Quoth was not, uh, it's kind of like how, you know, like say, yo, you, you, you hear me, but you ain't listening. You know what I'm saying? You get that point. And, um, I'm thinking other than, other than is teaching Quoth while he's going through the, uh, the Haven. I want to say the rookery because that's where we always known it as the rookery. Rookery, the crockery. <laughs> crockery, yeah. So the whole time he's teasing close stuff, but his sleeping mind, close sleeping, sleeping mind, isn't able to pick up on it yet. He could just jump. He didn't have to really jump off the roof. He could just jump and be like, because that's what he's like. Because when what ends up happening after Adam starts playing it, you'll see what happens, and it's, it's kind of hilarious because Lotus like, huh. That was the most impressive, dumbest thing I've ever seen. Ever. Ever. Yeah, because he jumped off the roof and turned to look at him as he fell. But but this is also another thing I wanted to bring up, too. I, I totally almost forgot to bring it up. Quoth is a uh, member in the last chapter. Quoth is already saying, I'm looking for the hermit to teach me everything. What do you, what do you, you know, all stories have? You, something, a tragedy happened. You seek for revenge. You find, you know, the guy. Old swordsman. Yeah, yeah, the guy. You find the guy. And he's like, he's listening to those stories. And then he's like, yes, this has been a test the whole time. I have literally passed it. Matter of fact, I was so clever enough that I figured out there was something wrong with the room. And he already said that most people wouldn't even know it. So, yes, this all been a test. And he knows the name of the wind. So he's going to catch me like this would be everything. But one thing, quote, they realized. <laughs> loaded this is happening. So he's like, yeah, this is boom. And I just want to talk about how beautiful the prose is that Patrick Rothfuss uses when he writes, because I do think I will be disappointed if this is ever brought into a TV series or a movie, because there's so (laughs) many of these scenes that I've seen play out in my head as I read it, as I listen to it. Yeah. I would be let down trying to see them reenact, especially like, you know, this being one of the scenes and there's there's a multitude of them throughout the reading, but Mm -hmm this one just how it describes how he turns and looks at him and just like how I picture like the smug look on his face like yep you know the name of wind you're gonna lightly set it down in a caressing let me or set me down in a caressing way just like and then I hit I mean I fought uh, no I hit hard <laughs> and I'm not talking about just a noble you know caressing or something even talking about how yeah yeah and even talking about how once he hit the ground like he couldn't breathe Mm. you know the way he wrote that stuff it's just very it's real and it's easy to picture easy to see right Mm -hmm. 
I'll say too, like I'll put it like right here, mm-hmm. right there. I'll put it right there. But <laughs> the picture that it has of Ella Denning quote right after he has broken that wall in the 10 year anniversary edition is priceless. That leads us into chapter 47, which is called Barb's. This chapter, basically the first term comes to an end. He's studied in the Medica. He's starting to learn a little bit more Siaru. He has joined the Artificery, like we talked about at the end of the last chapter. He has gotten closer with his little band of brothers and his close friends of Will and Sim. And he's become more intense enemies with Ambrose. At one point, closer to the end of this chapter, Quoth even mentions that he was fearless because he thought Ambrose was a clown. And as we learned earlier in the book, there's only two people who are fearless, mm-hmm. priests and fools. And, he's like, and I was a fool. <laughs> because he's never been on good terms with God. Yep. Yeah, that, that was interesting. Um, this is just like a two-page chapter, I think. That, like I said, chapter 47 is pretty short. Honestly, chapter 48 is a little short, too. We'll go ahead and dive into that one. It is called Interlude, a silence of a different kind. And just off of the hills of talking about how Quoth was fearless, it talks about how Bast was fearless. But now he has a fear, or maybe even multiple fears. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest fears that he has is the silence that's gathering around his Reshi. Gerald, this is your boy. Is there anything you want to talk about? This is a interesting point of view because it's not coming from Quoth. Uh, it actually goes back to the beginning where there's a silence of uh, three parts that, it, you know, it's the, uh, the narrator, which is still not Quoth, is uh, telling you that there's a silence that this man holds. And well, who else holds signs like this that uh, Martelling, Adam? You're going to say the Chandrian. <laughs> yes, and also remember, um, uh, the Chronicler was like, they even, said, they even said they're a new Chandrian, a loose. So... Think it could be Quoth himself. I doubt it, but uh, there's uh, definitely something going on there. And I've wondered about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Is that is that why um, the the Chandra actually? You think about it. If you murder or you that one of the Chandras be defeated, do you take his place? I don't think is it's anything why? like that. <laughs> I really don't, but. I do think it's one of those things where they say, you know, stare into the abyss long enough, something stares back. Something stares back at you, yes. Yeah, so I, I think that, you know, if he has become so obsessed with the Chandrian at some point, it is possible that he could become like them. So or, it, mm, it, it, it is a possibility. And not halitosis. <laughs> not halitosis. <laughs> but, uh, there is no bad breath in this story. <laughs> But there should be because nobody brushes their teeth. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I got pretty much a little bit. But no. (laughs) Um, I will go with, uh, or did he find the bad uh, magic best left alone like Lord had asked? 
can. This is one of his tales. You know, the real answer to that is held in a book that we may never see. We will see it. Why do you keep saying such things? We will see it. And it's going to be pretty. And I, 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 listen, guys, listen, everybody. I want y'all to know I'm going to make sure when it comes out, I'm going to say, no, y'all can't read it for two weeks because <laughs> y'all was so doubting about it. So I'm going to get all the good juices. And I'm just like, boy, y'all got y'all to wait to read it. And every time and I come over to his house, I'm going to be like, make sure if I see a book, I'm going to take it from him. <laughs> Speaking of you holding us accountable for things, Christy made sure to point out that Mola has been held back a lot longer than what was listed as like our will's traditional way of doing it so i'm sorry christy because as she said in that recording i said i would give her an apology if mola had been held back longer yeah this is short uh actually this is the second interlude in just two chapters really it is and to be honest i don't know why this one's here like the other one kind of made sense this one really didn't to me and one thing that they're trying to push in this is like it says the story's missing something. Gerald, what's the story missing? Women, Ressie. No, women. not women. The woman. Hey. This is true. Something else I wanted to point out in this chapter too that happens is Quoth mentions that he sang colors to a blind man. He said it was seven hours, but he saw them. That sounds an awful lot like it could be a singer to me. What do you think? I think he learns better with music. I don't think that's tonight. Yeah, uh, no, 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 it won't be tonight. Yeah, it'll be next uh, but week. La- but later on, uh, he, um, just like with music, he learns a lot quicker if he can put it to music. But that, what I'm saying is like he sang colors to a blind man. He made a blind man see. Number one, obviously, there's biblical like parallels there uh, yeah but, uh, but he sang them to him and he said he could see them and he talked about the colors he could see you know the singers the Sith the Amir that's what I'm saying he sounds like a singer to me I can agree I can, agree. I can live to agree with that one on to the next chapter on to the next chapter so that wraps up chapter 47's interlude it's going to take us into our final chapter of the evening, which is going to be chapter 49, The Nature of Wild Things. It's another short chapter. True. In in this one, Quoth goes through admissions for his second term. He gets caught for three talents, nine jots, and seven drabs. My, my, my Quoth of the night will be there are two sure ways to lose a friend. One is to borrow, the other to lend. But he needed somebody to lend him some money. <laughs> it, going to Emory, so um, Cove uh, getting on the bad side of uh, Master Him, and Him's like, "Yeah, I don't like you." So, yo, we're gonna jack your price up, and also uh, Loden, the librarian, Lauren, so, Lauren, Lauren. Lauren um, was disapproved as well of Quoth so they jacked his uh, tourism up a little higher also he couldn't study in the library too I mean the uh, uh, archives that's archives that's Christie wrote the library uh, archives so but he you know that that's where we're going to pick up next week's episode is is he's in Emory 
we're going to bring our girl with the strawberry blonde hair, Debbie. Little mousy girl. Little mousy girl. Who can pretty much match wits with our protagonist. Can she though? Or was she just cut off guard? Stay tuned to next week. Stay tuned. <laughs> one quick thing before we do end. Right here behind me. Uh, one of our loyal listeners. Mr. Thomas. I do appreciate you putting my face. On Jon Snow while sitting on the Iron Throne. I was wondering. Where in the world did that come from? I'm glad most of the night you had it blocked. With your big head. <laughs> I do have a big head, which is now sitting on Jon Snow's body. No. I just want to say thank you, Thomas. We appreciate it. If you guys have anything like that that you do want to pass our way, you know, you are more than welcome to send us an email and we'll tell you where you can send it. This was um, a birthday present. So thank you, Thomas. So again, we are Spines and Spirits. We appreciate you tuning in tonight. All of our socials can be found in the descriptions. Gerald, what should they do before they click off this video? If you haven't already, make sure you like. Yeah, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. And also hit the notifications because I might have told a little fib that we shoot every Tuesday. Technically, we were, we're on a row, but you know things happen. You know, but you can, you know, you will see us in comments when you hit that notification button. There will still so, be something posted Tuesday. It just won't be in the King Killer universe. It won't. It'll be out, you know. But it's it's still good because you see our handsome faces. So very handsome that. faces. Yeah. And leave a comment. Leave a comment. So I can give me some comments, y'all. We appreciate it. negative ones. I'm just going to throw away. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> no, I'm just teasing. No, positive ones, negative ones. You know, something that you do like, didn't like. You know, shoot us a, I mean, shoot us a shot. We like the interaction mm. from you, our lovely, gorgeous listeners. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Not talking about, I'm talking about the sir. I'm looking in the camera with not you. You know, cause we got late. I have late. You, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna stop talking. Cause the spirits that got me. So we're sipping on the Buffalo Trace tonight. Gerald, what was the proof on that again? The big nine zero. Nine. That's right. It's ninety proof. Buffalo Trace again. One of our favorite distillers. We really enjoy Buffalo Trace. Mm -hmm. You're gonna get a review on it, but it's gonna be a good review. So, <laughs> spoiler alert on that. We do appreciate you guys tuning in. Like we said, we we make every effort we can to post on Tuesdays. We're sorry that we did miss one, but hopefully we're back on track here. There may be some other side content or replacement content coming out. We're going to try and stay in the name of the wind as much as we can to finish it. We are better than halfway through the book at this point. We also kind of want to give you guys the opportunity to know us, so possibly some interviews with some not some interviews possibly some videos where we're going to be interviewing each other maybe even talking about our favorite fantasy series our favorite uh, or our least favorite fantasy series it doesn't even necessarily have to be fantasy because we live in that like science fiction fantasy world we love all the books 
We appreciate you tuning in. Like Gerald said, hit the subscribe button. It helps us know that you appreciate what we're doing. This video tonight is brought to you by our sponsor, Gerald. <laughs> Once again, y'all. Because we that's don't what have a sponsors. J. No, 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 we do have sponsors. I, we sponsor. Tom got the lovely, lovely thing over there. So, you know, there you go. Sip, sip, slide. Have a good night.